Hello everybody and welcome back to another fine edition of the Classic Quest podcast, the show where we break down the classic hip-hop albums and we discuss them track by track to let y'all know what we think about each song, what we thought was striking or interesting and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. My name is Holden Stefan Roy. I am your lady friend, Bonnie. And today we will be talking about the Digging in the Crates Crew's album self-titled project, I guess, D-I-T-C. Yeah. And we'll get to why we're talking about this in just a little bit because we're going (laughs) to do the intro bit right now. And uh, so we just wanted to let you know that we are not necessarily the biggest experts in the world. And yeah. that given the superstar roster that makes up this fucking album, you all know way more than we do. We're yeah. just saying it right off the jump. Yes. Yeah. So there's no like misunderstandings or anything. Nope. What we've done is we listened to the album mm-hmm. and we're going to talk about it. So along the way, if you know some cool shit or you want to add to stuff or you feel like you just want to correct in the us. Or you just want to insult us because we did a terrible job. Throw it in the comments we like she said. We try not to, though. But just, just honesty <laughs> down there so that we can learn and we can grow. Because throughout this whole process, this quest we've been on, it's been the comment section that has made a significant difference in our ability to not suck. Well, in our knowledge. You guys have taught so much to us. In our ability to not suck. I like it like that. <laughs> anyway, mm-hmm. um, so we will be talking about the DITC project, and we do care a lot about comments, and to prove how much we care about the comments, we always like to read a favorite comment from last week's episode. And uh, last week, we talked about the big daddy cane and which album was it bonnie long live the cane all right i'm so excited to talk about this comment from from mr dj black hurricane (laughs) this is actually part of a thread so bonnie had said hi and so he was responding to her and he said thanks bonnie if you're seeing this she did see it i always see it well if cheesy love songs are your thing they're not just for the sarcastic nature (laughs) of it um what the day or mine is because that song's fucking that was something else to listen to um uh there's a song on his prince of darkness album called i'm not ashamed i'm not i'm not ashamed let me tell you if you think the day of mine is cheesy then you ain't seen shit yet six plus minutes of audio torture i dare you to like it ironically i do not like it ironically any like this doesn't work for anybody to be abundantly clear i come from an age group where trolling on the internet wasn't the only kind of being annoying there is back in the day we called trolling being annoying and i can be quite annoying Uh uh-huh so a song like (laughs) i'm not ashamed when i hear it and i hear the juicy goodness like he literally references ain't no half-stepping in an effort to get some girl action he tells the ladies that he's fucked everybody and their brother but you, you're the special one. And he's doing it all in this like super talky voice like this. And let me tell you something. Yeah. You are absolutely the woman of my dreams. <laughs> now let me be clear about something. I do not think this is good. Not by any no, means. No. But I already can picture moments where people because people go, hold it, what's a good song? Hold it. You should you know, just just because I do this review shit. Not like a lot of people. But I met my in real life people, the IRL squad. And so <laughs> if I don't like you, well, you know what song you're getting. I'm just going to start telling people to listen to some of this shit, man. No, but for real, I also picture moments where like 
I'm like choreographing some musical interest, playing like, like, like five you're or like six. Doing like a skit or something. No, no, no. Or I mean like, like a cheesy. Like you know when you're hanging out with somebody like, and you're kind of you're kind of like on the YouTube and you're bouncing the tracks back and forth and you're playing all your favorite shit. See, I would do some shit where I would have the person here and they wouldn't be comfortable enough to touch my computer. We would be going song for song, be like, bro, I got the perfect one for you. I'd throw this shit on and then I'd leave the room. And then just make them listen to this shit for like five minutes, awkwardly staring at my fucking computer. Which, anyway, that's the type of shit I would do. Mm-hmm. It is honestly hilarious. It is not a bad song in the sense that it's hilarious. It's just not a good song. Because I don't think he was being sincere at this, but I think he, he this is like selling out at its finest that is i don't know i don't know if it's like legit or not i think it's just like he knew that this would make panties drop so he and you know what maybe not well obviously he was doing it i mean i guess obviously it worked because he kept doing it he kept saying the right thing over the right kind of beat and i don't know maybe people just took it like comedy i don't really know who liked it but maybe it was just a bunch of people like me that were going, this shit's so fucking dumb. I want to see what he does next. Like, it's yeah, it's it's like it's the equivalent move. of watching the Tom Green show or some crap. It's just stupid bullshit, yeah. and you like it. Yes. This is the music version of Jackass. I used to, I used to sneak downstairs me. and, like, watch it, like, late at night. Anyway, that was just... I just had to share that with you. And if you have not heard it, I want everybody to listen to six minutes of Big Daddy Kane... And his moves. It's just Don't do it. it's just something to do. Don't do it. <laughs> um anyway, <laughs> before we get into the episode though, special thanks to the patrons, Ismail Gadamsi, Chris Parado, uh DJ Black Hurricane, the same guy. Um fuck, Jonathan Barnes and Linda Williams. So anyway, we're gonna get into it now. Bonnie, reintroduce for the Google peoples what album we be talking about tonight. Well, we are doing this week DIT's D-I-T-C. D- sorry, D-I-T-C's. It's like digging in the crates. Yeah, I know what it stands crew, for. But then there's no extra, extra C. C. Yeah. Yeah, you think about um, it. Yeah, anyways, it's a self-titled album. Um, it came out February 22nd of 2000. Um, it's basically like this whole like New York City crew. and. Um, yep. Yeah. And so, so what happened was Mr. Lindell Williams was supposed to get his Patreon request today. And I got confused in his comments. Um, he wanted Showbiz and AG and their album, Runaway Slave, which is what we should have been doing. Mm. I mean, somewhere along the way, he started talking about digging in the crates in DITC. And then I was trying to find the album. I, all I remembered was this. And then I found this album. So since uh, we didn't get a confirmation, I uh, we went with this. But... Let's talk about who's in this little roster here. <laughs> it's still a good album. Like when so. you come across a fucking cover that's got Fat Joe, mm-hmm. Big L, mm-hmm. um, Lord Finesse, who I hadn't really listened to, but I knew the name. I mean, AG and Show, Showbiz, Showbiz, uh, those were also like part of the request that Lindell had made. So, I mean, we were uh, almost there. That's there. Um, OC and I don't know who that is really and Diamond Buck Wild I've heard of before a Diamond D or something yeah. who I've heard of but again and I'm like okay Diamond D isn't he the this is producer? like 
uh, he also raps a bunch on this project. Again, I'm not 100% sure who all of them are. I do know who the fuck Big L is, though. Mm -hmm. I can tell you one thing. Anything we've done with Big L has gotten views on this channel. It is, like, one of those only things. We, we should probably do his other album because it's fucking done that we haven't. But, like, yo, it's crazy. If we just did a random-ass Big L song, I promise it would outperform most episodes we've done in 2019. Yeah. Because Big L is liked by people. And then Fat Joe... Well, we keep getting some requests here and there for him. Plus, in the 90s and shit, it's not like you... I wasn't a big fan of Plato Ploma. But, like, all of his older shit is really fucking dope. I mean, I don't know. It just seemed like... And then Bonnie said it was good. She listened to it. Mm -hmm. So we chose to do this album. And why, why do we tell you that little fucking convoluted story? <laughs> because it matters. When you're thinking about the context upon which you first hear an album. Who you know in the squad... I mean, usually we save the cover for a bit, but let's be real. This is an envelope, and all of these fucking people on the album are on stamps on this shit. And so it's almost like the cover is the advertising for why you should buy this fucking record. And it's the sleeve of like a record. And it's just all these motherfuckers. And I really like that. Because it really made me curious. Like, holy shit, eh? And what's crazy for Timeline, and this is a little bit of a RIP moment... But Mr. Big L had passed away in his tragedy in 99. Yeah. But Fat Joe had also passed away, if I'm not mistaken, like three weeks before this album came out. Oh, when I double checked it. I mean, we could double check that death, but I was pretty sure it was about three weeks before. And I looked that up and I was like, damn. Uh, no, sorry, not Fat Joe. I think Big Pun. Big Pun's also on the album. Yeah. But I, that's what I meant to say. And if I said that incorrectly, well, I apologize. February 7th, 2000. Which is like literally like two weeks before this project's supposed to drop. And Shit. Mr. Big Pun yeah. is on a couple of the tracks on this project. So, I mean, just in light of that, I thought it was like, fuck, eh? That was a really interesting, well, not interesting, but just like imagine like how the release of this project and must like, have felt to these like guys. A year, like exactly big l died like right. before that so like that's just that's just heavy man. like I, when i think shit, about man. it it's just heavy i mean um but yeah so back to like why we brought up that whole convoluted story is because if you have been fans forever like you heard this when it dropped like you were fans of all these guys and you were so excited for it because this is like a collective as i understand it mm -hmm. there's like a new york super group like i saw somebody uh, describe it as uh the dungeon family of new york so in light of like that kind of superpower collaborative hip-hop force i mean to me it's like a powerful group right here yeah um i was like okay so for y'all who've been like watching them for like a decade and shit and then this shit comes out your experience is 20 years after the drop of this project is gonna be a hella different than mine who frankly only heard of this shit for the first time like a week ago so that's why we bring up the whole story it's just to frame everything because we are trying to learn we are trying to grow but when we didn't say this shit y'all seem to assume we knew shit so we're just trying to let y'all know what's up yeah um anyway do you have anything else to add over here um no not really um i mean digging in the crates it's like what like the djs do when they go like digging in the crates for like their next record that they want to put on um that's pretty much it it's almost like you also have these like mcs that are like just digging into crates for the greatest shit they can put out there and i don't know 
Yeah, I don't have a lot more to comment on that. I just, uh, I liked it. I thought it was kind of cool, because considering the album's a vinyl cover, it's it's dope. It kind of stays true. You got all of these kind of, like, old-school cats who clearly care about that type of shit, putting it together. I don't know. It just, it all fits right. Anyway, before I get all monologue and boring, <laughs> why don't we get into the thick of it? All right. Um. So the beat is produced by DJ Premier, mm -hmm. which is, again, a powerful name. Um, it's ridiculously well-made. It's got dingly dinglies at, like, multiple <laughs> rhythms. So what I liked about the dinglies is that you could hear, like, the, me the melody and note changes had their own rhythm, while simultaneously the shingly sounds had their own secondary rhythm, and each of them played by their own rules, but it fucking worked. I'm not great at describing the sounds, but the math of <laughs> the music. The and the dingalees. But the math of the music is really, really interesting to me. And so the rhythm patterns make a lot of sense. And I thought that was fucking cool, just how they, they it was just timed up and how it just creates, again, like this fucking super um, thick and rich and groove driven kind of. I guess thick is a great way to fucking describe this beat. Hmm. Um, for the life of me, I have no idea who the girl is. I don't know if you know who the girl is. No. Okay, so nobody knows who. The, we don't know. You could tell us who the girl is, and then somebody else in the watching this will she check the comments, good. and then you can tell us. Ah, uh, I'm I'm not gonna lie. The hook is my absolute least favorite part of this track. I think the hook is trash. Um, and that's sad because otherwise this song is fucking flawless. But like, man, like, think it's how I get my whole click to sound. Think it's how... maybe it was a hype thing. For... Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm just being a hater here. But man, I did not enjoy her, especially thing when she's like thick, thick. I'm just, I don't know. For me, she was she was my only real problem with this song. But how do you feel? Um, I mean, I didn't have like too big of a problem with her. I thought her she was fine. Like, I mean, overall. Um... I mean, I don't, know, I don't think she was, like, a superstar, but she was good. Um, I liked the song. I thought it was fun. It was catchy. Um, AG is nice. I had never heard of him. And, um, yeah, he was nice. Enjoyable to listen to. Um, and when I, like, I didn't really look at the cover when I went into this. I just kind of was like, yeah, okay, let's put it on. Like, I just, like, kind of just, like, diving in, like, blindly a little bit. And, um, <clears throat> yeah, when the second verse came on... I was like, I know him. Wait a minute. And yeah, I was I got pretty excited. Um, you know, it's Big L. Because Big L's sex and stunts on the couch, you know? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, it's it's a good song. It sounds very like underground, but like also um like it feels very like I'm gonna say this I feel like a couple of times, um, but it feels very like of the times it feels like very like 1999 very 2000 like this was like what was on like like this is what like the hip-hop like whenever i listen to hip-hop at this time like these like random few songs this is what they sounded like and yeah that's it i i don't know I, it's basically just them like introducing themselves and it was good there was nice mixing i liked it um i gave it a 4.25 all right, so in my notes, instead of writing dingalees, I wrote xylophones or steel drums. I wasn't <laughs> sure which of those instruments it was. Um, those are very different instruments. So I really liked AG's verse because it kind of like sets up where they're at a little bit, you know? We on a world tour of Midnight Marauders and such. 
uh, and that's pretty cool because that I believe is a, a tribe called Quests. And anyway, and it was just like, okay, we we fucking accept it. We in this doing it proper. I'm at the table like the Godfather smoking a Dutch, controlling the bucks. I roll with it or not. That'll blow in the clutch. Not only holding we bust the fat rap. So pass on that and let me hit it. And that's just like dope. See, we moved past the early 90s and the late 80s when stuff was still kind of corny to me. And we moved into the tight fucking flows, the fast pace, like like Wu-Tang and shit had set it down. And uh, it's just sounding proper. I'm not saying these guys didn't set it down. I don't know enough about history. Don't be too critical of me. I'm just saying that like by like 2000 and shit, stuff is sounding nice right here to me. And it also sounds like what I grew up with. So I was like 13 or whatever, or 12 when this came out. So it just kind of is like when I got into music, this is what shit sounded like a bit. Yeah, exactly. Um, I did have a question for the internet. When he goes ABG over here, she flipped it. Bronx is equipped with that'll rip shit. Studios get blown from D&D to Mystic. Is that Dungeons and Dragons? Or is that something else? I bet it's something else. But Because some, it says Mystic, right? And Mystic's like magic. And in Dungeons and Dragons, you have magic. So, yeah, it could make sense as a bar. Does it? Probably not. It just seems a little bit out of place. But I want to know what y'all could correct well, me on that you know, one. Maybe these, you know, maybe one of these guys was like, you know, a nerd like yourself when he was like, Thank you. you know, at um, some point in his life or still is. But yeah, um, I, I kind of knew Big L was coming because I looked at the wiki page. And so I was excited. I mean, Big L has this energy. And that's what it really is. And it's the voice, too. It's very distinct. Like, every line is delivered intensely. But in a way, that doesn't get boring. Because sometimes too much intensity is bad. But it's just, it's got this suaveness. It's got mm -hmm. this... It's got like six things going for his voice at once that are in con He's both intense and cool at the exact same time. And That's I don't a pretty know. good way to describe him. And it's really fucking weird. I don't know, but he's amazing. Mm -hmm. And I kind of wish he was still spitting today. Um, but yeah, like it's just proper. Like it's not like anything other than just raw flossing. Like this year, a lot of frogs might get punched in the mouth. For when your wife see me, she don't know how to act. So don't be mad when I blow at her back for real. Your whole team bunch of poo butt poo putts who made a few bucks. I love it's how often poo, poo butts or whatever poo, it is. I, like, I just I love how often you'll hear poo used in that context from gangsta ass rappers. <laughs> um, anyway, Big L is just absolutely ridiculous. Um, all the ladies want him, and then Flamboyant is labeled as right in the check, so I like that little plug. I like how he spells out his shit. He is the VIP to the DIEs, and it's a great way to end the verse. And then OC comes in, and again, I've never really heard of OC, but I kind of really enjoyed in his verse how he kind of used effects to kind of reverb or whatever in and like he would cut himself off and it would be like almost like i don't know if it was actually a different take but it felt like it was a different take that was cut in with some kind of weird fady effect and i thought that was super cool in the way that they approached that so you have like hella lyricism almost cool technology being used to enhance the voice you got actually great bars going through the whole way like you know, even though C's got past the project stuff, chilling on the benches, profile lows, if I had an ill vengeance, life on earth is just a death sentence, fuck it, alpha, omega, which is some biblical shit too, arm, leg, a leg, arm, with cold steel if you pose a threat to my neighbor, and it's like, 
again that context of where they're coming from so it's almost like you have in the first verse where we're at the second verse is we so fly and the third verse is we don't forget where we came from i thought that was proper this should be a fucking five but i don't like the chorus so it's a 4.5 um and that's how i feel about that all right so that was mine i want y'all to talk about how you can get yours and do your own album reviews and we can collaborate and shit what's up internet all right um i just wanted to point out that we're going with the song order as it appears in spotify because i found contradicting song order list so if you know the the order in a different one well Only maybe we did it differently actually I'm just going with the Spotify list. Listen, that's all I'm saying. Okay. Uh, so track two is get yours. Okay. Okay. Did you go with the Spotify list? Um, I I got uh, confused at one point. So I looked up the actual track listings on the record <laughs> and I did it according to the actual record. Damn it. I don't know. If, is it the same as Spotify? We shall see. Okay. We'll uh, I mean, out. I think probably I did all the songs, but they may be in a different order. Oh, shit. What if we didn't even do... Anyway, this is stuff we should have talked about off camera. <laughs> so, internet, now you're seeing how, how at great Behind the are. scenes, fun times. Behind the scenes, at behind that suit. Uh, so, what did you think about Get Yours? Um, It was good. I like the beat. It's like, it hooks you in like right away. Um, Big Al is just like so like honest and like, like you just know that he's like true to what he's saying about like like, about like life on the streets and like the gang life like he's definitely lived that and um the oc does like the hook and like or the chorus or whatever and it's good and it's basically about like not giving up and keeping like keep working hard until you die essentially it's a good work ethic and kind of what humans do um, and because of this, because they do continue to like strive and like work hard, they are able to reap the benefits and <clears throat> they know what it's like to be broke. Like they maybe came from not a lot of money and, you know, they went through like hard times. Um, and so they know what it's like to like grind and like, to get out of that. So they, they must have had to work really, really, really hard um, to like escape that kind of lifestyle. And, um, I mean, that's pretty great. And they're just kind of talking about how they worked hard and made money. And uh, Diamond D makes it clear that he that he can, is able to speak to white people. Yeah, um, I, I noted that as well. I was like, <laughs> and okay. And because of that, um, they, or we've, uh, kind of, like, learned to, like, maybe, like, respect his word and, like, take him seriously. And so that we'll buy his records. So I took it, like. And then they'll I, get the money. I took it, like, he's, like, listen, everyone else can be all fucking street and whatever, whatever. But he's going to where the money's I, at. I'm corporate enough to get us all paid. Yeah. That's why yeah. I took it like. That's what he's saying. Like, he's like, he, he's not stupid. He knows, like, who's going to, like, give him all the money. So, anyways, it's fun. It's a good, fun, solid beat. Um, and basically a, a good message about, like, working hard and then you'll get what you want um, basically one way or another. Uh, so, I gave it a 4.5 on 5. And so this time we have Showtime up on that beat, production crew, or whatever. I said that poorly. And uh, it's just excellent. It's so upbeat. You just kind of feel yourself moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, it's just got it's this, this high-tempo energy to it that is fucking ridiculous. Um, I really, like, 
it just kind of like I feel like the first one grooved you out and this one wakes you the fuck up mm -hmm. right and then Big L does this little introduction and shouts out his shit and then just starts fucking running uh, with the raps you know yo while y'all standing on the corner bummy and high I'm out buying the finest things money can buy cash running like the holding button crabs is broke chipping in for ten dollar buys of smoke all on my back because of the fame and wealth you male groupie you ought to be ashamed of yourself and he is kind of killing it things are going pretty well for his life and he is in fact dealing with what is known as the hater the jealous person who mm -hmm. wants what's yours but isn't willing to put in the work in yep. any significant way to get it so mr l is kind of responding and being like don't be a fucking groupie go get your shit and what you know do it's not it's like you can't be upset at somebody who works twice as hard at you as you and like happens to have twice as much as you or 10 times as much as you or whatever so if, if big l's putting in the work he's gonna get paid but my favorite line in that verse mad hoes as beavis i get nothing but head and that's a good line right that is a good line butthead is the partner of beavis mm -hmm. and beavis hangs out with butthead but Big L gets nothing but head. Get it? Um, anyway, OC comes in on the <laughs> hook to the TikTok and you don't quit. Let no man stand in between your dough and shit. Being broke is a bitch, y'all. There's no such thing as quit, y'all. As long as you breathe life, you got to get yours. And I think that hook, grind anthem type shit. I mean, let's be real. Uh, everybody that comes from maybe a significant everybody has to achieve some grinding in their life even if like you're born privileged if you want to get to that next place you still kind of have to figure out some value short of you're being born with a silver spoon but like you're born in the middle class or lower you gotta work or you're gonna get fucked right so you could not try very hard you can blow all your money eating out at restaurants you can buy a bunch of shit you can't afford you can buy a condo making less than you know a significant amount of money a year and one day you're gonna get fucked uh, i'm really against condos in montreal i don't know about condos in your city maybe condos in your city are dope but uh and i like just the energy of that but yo don't let nothing stand between you and some shit don't let haters be there go and get it is yours and that's basically the same mantra that's yeah. in all the success books it's the same shit that's in everything so i appreciate people that kind of you know put out that kind of message but simultaneously they're going but we the shit and i really like that twist on it you know like peeping us at the back uh the bar this is oc bar checking out what kind of champagne we sip jealous of the ice on my wrist we popped on and chris no less hard pressed motherfuckers chipping in for the white star moet you know like so it's just kind of like yo we put in this work together we grind it and we get the rewards of this shit and that's that's fine then they go back and forth a bit on the the third verse and it's pretty good don't really have a lot more to comment it's just fucking fly rhyming and they bounce off so well together diamond d just flips up the whole flow in terms of rhymes he goes i be up in the cut up in some guts up in some guts is when you're fucking some vaginas mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's like because the vaginas yeah. up where the guts mm -hmm. are yeah well you're at home busy stuck in a <laughs> rut so you're at home being boring probably doing the same old crap watching some cable television and some vhs cassette tapes yep maybe dvds are around but maybe you don't you can't afford it yet um and while you're doing that he's getting some action um i got your whole crew sucking it up and pussy cats ain't nothing but butt 
I have no idea what the fuck that means. I know that it rhymes, but that's one of the weirdest lyrics on this album. Um, better go back to cutting it up. But like, I'm, I don't understand what the fuck he's saying anymore. Uh, plus, I heard your girl was up in the butt. Okay. I, I just, I mean, I kind of get where he's going with it. So you, I know what he's trying to say with that. But you see, I take the language pretty literal, and that's some weird ass fucking language yeah, use. Yeah, it, it is weird. I, I did no- notice that. And let me not to say anything, but uh, apparently, having a lady's finger go up in the butt at the right point increases the joyful explosiveness of a male finish. So I mean, I, I'm not saying I'm into that. I'm not even advocating it. I'm just saying it's like a neutral thing to me. It's just science. Well, I mean, you could advocate for it, um, even if you don't care for it. That's fine. Um, either way, then he talks about how he's uh, good with the white folk and, you know, push seven buttons, organizing on 90. Sons call me almighty because they're nice with mine, surrounded by ice and dimes while you bite your rhymes. And it's dope. He's actually got this fresh, calmer boss. Like, you can tell this guy is kind of one of the dudes in charge of shit. Like, he gets shit done, and he conveys that super well to me. All things considered, I thought this song was pretty fucking next level. I'm really good, and I realized that, A, this album's gonna be super fucking lyrical. So, I don't know if there's a whole lot to say about it outside of how fucking lyrical and amazing. I mean, we will talk about each song, but that's gonna be my thing. The production's gonna be excellent. It's gonna be one of those albums that are next level is what I'm trying to say. So, 4.75. Are you ready for the next one? Yeah. So, Bonnie, where you at? That's right. I said it. Where you at? So, now I finally understand what the fuck everybody meant when uh, Cool G Rap was like, Big Pun is like a Cool G Rap, but different. You know, like you can hear the Cool G Rap in him. And since we did the Cool G Rap review like two weeks ago, and then I'm listening to this and I'm like, holy shit. It's just like a faster paced, more constant cool G rap. Like just this my full eclipse hawk to the world uh my full eclipse hawk the world into hell when a bullet spit crucifix myself to the sun or who you would enter my world to doom consume fear and feel the panic i am a, a lightning bolt between the earth and the moon and curl the planets and pan atlantic with lyrics spanning for galaxies battle me mathematically i'm giving you wisdom and gravity and so it's kind of the same abstract dope ass rhyming yep. about how he's the shit and how lyrically he's the fucking shit. The flow is is, is fucking crazy. So tight. It's just nonstop. Like like literally where he, I, I actually you can hear where he breathes. He's actually really obvious at this point. You can hear his size. I don't mean it to be. A, no, it. I absolutely agree with and you. Now like it's I'm, not as bad as the other track. It sounds like an asthmatic fat guy. Yeah, like the. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Like it's 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 but like it's it's. Like a, it. But like on top of that. So I am most impressed that in light of that breath capacity situation he's at, he's that constant, he's that fucking clear, and yep. he's that fucking fast. Like, it's just ridiculous. He probably has his pump, like, in his hand, like, ready to go. Like, he just sounds like that. I mean, I don't know about that, but I just, I love lines. Like, we should have an anniversary. We do acknowledge the way I work the abundance. I verbally vomit a novice. That try to kid us with garbage lyrics, my style delivered outside the outer limits. Oh, it's just like, it's like if you want to learn how to rap, 
you should just go learn a bunch of his shit because you're gonna learn these uncommon ways of word combinations that other people don't know how to use so well and then he comes in with his uh, homeboy milano who i've never heard of before this project um and he's all right man i i love the way he starts it off yo i camel clutch mike's a truce gazentite i can't believe i said that wrong guess i'm allergic when shit ain't done right that's hype man so he's basically using the response to his sneeze Right, the Yiddish word gesundheit, which I should be I'm a fucking Jew, man. Uh, I guess I'm allergic when shit ain't done right, cause you sneeze to bullshit. Oh, it's fucking proper. I really like that. You spread diseases while the vaccine is what I write, alluding to the fact that your shit is just even worse. It's disease filled. It's actually just so well written. He flows on through. He is obviously not big pun obviously not quite that but he sounds really fucking good next to big pun all things considered because you do have to sound good if you're gonna be next to pun yeah and i think he follows through i mean lyrically it's flossing and a lot of this album is flossing the beat on this is just also fun it just has that flair to it like it was meant for these two Mm -hmm. Uh, overall i'm just really enjoying it i mean without like going through it completely line by line i can tell you that the flows and the overall sound of this track is just stellar like this is like the low points of the album too this is it, it this isn't like we're three tracks in and i feel like i've been bombasted with superstardom and extreme talent where like i've never heard of this project before you know yep this is a 4.5 on 5 for me super excellent fun flossy little track yep um, I mean, I don't really have too much else to say. I mean, there isn't really too much else to say um, necessarily about this song. Um, Pun is just so distingu- distinguishable. Like, you know him, like, the second, like, you hear him start singing. Um, and, like, I yeah, I agree. Like, the, his raps are, like, super tight. So are Milano's. Um, but, like, Pun's just great. Um, it's basically just, like, a fun song. And, like I said, I didn't really get too much of, like, a message out of this. More just, like, them flossing, having fun. But it was enjoyable to listen to. I liked it. It was easy. And, um, yeah, I gave it a 4.25. All right. Well, why don't we talk about Fat Joe and Big L's way of life? You know, I just want to add, it's almost like all of these guys know they're all that good. And so they're all even just trying to one-up each other a little bit. Kind of like... you, you Which can just, makes it great because they're all just trying to be like their best. Like, I don't know if all of the DITC work is like this project, but still, I mean, we're following up now. What do we have? Another ridiculous beat. Fucking hype. We got two more ridiculous rappers. Mm-hmm. Why don't you tell us what you thought, Bonnie? Um, yeah, I mean, they're they're just... It's great. Uh, they're both kind of talk, talking about like their like way of life and like how they get the ladies and how they make their money and basically just how they're living it. And but they also, you know, at the same time as like living like this, you know, beautiful kind of life and like them rapping and being successful, like, you know, basically superstars. They're also still like you know, from the streets and they carry guns and, you know, some of them dabble in like some drug dealing and um, I mean, and like they clearly like openly admit that they won't think twice about shooting you if necessary Um, and they're just living the life and it's just easy and they're trying to, you know, stay out of trouble but like, you know, if trouble happens, you know, they're not, you know, they're not scared to, you know, get involved. Um, I like this one. Um, and they're, they're they're both always great to listen to, so I gave it a 4.4. 4. 
So Big L says something interesting here. Uh, I'm Uptown Smoothest. My first album left you clowns clueless. Saying I'm whack, you homies sound foolish. People hate to see L bubble. They'd rather see it. Who said he sounded whack? Like, I'm going to throw it out there with my hindsight of 2019. We reviewed uh, Lifestyles of the Poor and Dangerous. It's phonetically spelled a little weird. Um, but, like, that album was ridiculously good. Like, ridiculously good, right? Next level shit. Like, L is obviously one of the toppest tier of top tier rappers. And I don't say that, like, loosely. It's hard to put him in a gold conversation because of his age and what happened and all the sad shit there. And I think you do need to have some tenure to be in that conversation. But if we include anybody and everybody, he's absolutely, like, one of the favoriteest rappers I've ever heard rhyme. Yeah, yeah. And I haven't even heard that much by him. It's just every time I hear him, I'm like... You know what, Big L? You can do whatever you want here. Oh, you you want to do all sorts of provocative things with? Go ahead, Big L. You just keep sounding fly. And I just can't help it. it. It's so fucking good. And it's not even like, and I don't think he's, he just kind of says the same shit over and over again, but he just always sounds fly. And so go ahead, Big L. Like, (laughs) I mean, we uh, check in my whole crew holding. We all got rides of extra features. It's a bunch of y'all. One got dough. The rest is leeches. Oh, that's a good line. Get it? Because um, only one of y'all in your crew is cool. Everyone else is fucking whatever. But we on our whole squad is clicked up and ready to go. Mm-hmm. So he's taking shots at you. So I'm not saying it's yeah. bad. But fundamentally, it's all I'm fly, we fly, you not fly. You know, you're probably mad because I be sexing divas. I should pull this pistol up and make you touch your sneakers. I'm on some cool out shit, but I will pull this tool out quick and put some holes in your new outfit. The amount of rhyming there, cool out shit, tool out quick, new outfit, that's good. That's multi-syllabic shit too. You know, anyway, great shit. Consistently rhyming dope like that. The beat is crazy. They write it proper. But I was really impressed with fucking Fat Joe's flow. Like the way he was like, the key to this game is Lon Jeff. Keep it the same. The seeds will remain. Only if they bring in the paint. You know, like that kind of like pause driven version of a flow which i thought was tricky as fuck and really fun um i like how they reference he references the girl it's fast joe i'm gonna set it straight if you do your hist i'm exist through digging in the crates bringing in the ace had to stay up late and i just feel like it's proper like i didn't know fat joe was this good is i guess my (laughs) whole point with this I was. Yeah. I'm really impressed with Fat Joe listening to his project. Like I just. The fact that you know his name even before like having ever really listened to him. Fat Joe. Yeah. I said my don't dance. They just pull up the pants and do the rock away. Now lean back, mm-hmm. lean back. <laughs> you don't remember that shit? Lean back. Yes, of course I don't lean remember back. this dance that you're doing. It's the lean yeah. back one. Everybody would like lean back. <laughs> and like, I remember we'd be at high school dances and shit. Oh, God. And the I whole room. was like, I'm going to go get punched. And the whole room <laughs> would be like, lean back and whatnot. So, I mean, I know Fat Joe. What is he like? What's love got to do? Oh, no, that's no, that's not rule. No, but Fat Joe has a song with J-Lo that's basically that song, but like his version of it and anyway he's been around okay no that's what i mean it's like you don't necessarily know his stuff but you know his no, name because and i feel like he I mean, stands out i just be. don't feel like the work we were exposed to in high school in the 2000s sounded anything as good as this mm-hmm. that would be the difference um 
anyway that's a whole tangent there uh this is a great fucking track uh i gave it a 4.75 i really liked it like i don't know how else to express it as far as ridiculously upbeat fast-paced lyrically driven but actually smart flows i mean if you're gonna floss well be fucking good with your flossing like it can't just be some lame shit it's gotta be bars that drive over a narrative and shit and these guys are all achieving it anyway anything more on this one nope that's it why don't we head on back to day one November 14th, 2016, we uploaded our first video to Behind That Suit. All right, Bonnie, how do you feel about this one? So we listened to, like, a little bit of, like, the song in between, and it's just so good. Like, Big L, come on. Jeez. Anyways, uh, (laughs) so, like, Big L is basically talking about, like, how he came up from the hood and, um, you know, how it's not nice. It's dirty. It's grimy. He just flat out said, I went from standing on the corner selling cocaine to ripping shows live on stage with hoes yelling my name. Exactly. That's blunt. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's his reality. Like, this is what happened. And, um... It's great, and it still sounds like like more like early mid '90s kind of vibe, and like very New Yorky. Like at the same time, um, I think it's just like Diamond D's production is is pretty New Yorky on this. I know what you mean. Like he's you know that like you almost feel the street corner. Yeah, you feel winter. You feel the poofy jackets. Like, you just are there. Like, you're just with them, like, right away. When you put this on, like, you're transported. Like, it's just I mean, that's all. it doesn't, it helps that, like, right out the first lyrics is, now as the man magician with the ill dispos, uh, deposition, no repetition, holding down Bronx traditions. So, like, right away, you're put into this, like, zone of mm-hmm. a certain sound that you're going to be, and if it just and, like, lives up to it. Based off of, like, TV and movies, like, anybody can, like, you know, before, you know, really, like, the internet, like, I mean, I guess still the internet existed at this time but like like you could envision what New York looked like you can envision what these areas that they're talking about look like even if you've never been there and I, so I think that that's kind of cool that it's something that most people can relate to if you've been exposed to any sort of pop culture um, anyways so it, it, is, it sounds a little bit like creepy and grimy as well and they just are talking about like their real like lives and like what's been going on and um, like like what they say is like what it is like they're not like bullshitting like they're just clear about like this is their life like this is what's happening this is what has happened like this is them and they all sound really good together um it's really like cool sounding it felt a little bit long it's four minutes 16 and like some of their songs are like a little bit long but it's not that long. i mean not, not that it's not that not that long but like it felt a little bit long but it was still really good so i'm giving this a 4.4 so I think what's interesting about this track, and while I don't remember when Big L started rapping, I'm pretty sure everybody else on this track's like around in like 1990. So when you think about day one, you have uh, on that hook, um, we rap in, most of these rap cats don't know where it started, where it came from. Now it's super interesting about that is, I think that is way more true today than it's like ever been. So the fact that in 2000, when I was going tick tick slim shady back in the day, literally, because I was a 12-year-old white boy, mm-hmm. um, we've been rapping this shit since day one, digging into crates originators, why people play or hate us, knowing damn well you can't fade us. 
And if you really think about who's in this crew, like looking at it now, you're like, this is some like royalty. This is like fucking Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole, like all these motherfuckers. Like, I don't know who else I would put in that group because I'm not a big fan of a lot of the dudes like Logic and shit right now. So whoever else is worthy of being in that group, but like all together dropping like some conscious shit, <laughs> you know, like they would be like that. And then having some guy like Logic try to diss them because he's mad that people like them more. Anyway, so that's what I kind of picture a little bit. Um, I, that Logic and Eminem song is garbage to me. I digress. Um, most of these rap cats don't know where it's... Anyway, I said that. But it's just like this history thing, right? And I guess considering we're on a history quest through hip-hop, I yeah. guess it's just really crazy to just think about how much... Like, how, how frustrating it must be to be all of these guys in 2019 seeing the current state of things. Anyway... Uh, I really like Diamond D's verse. I think it's really harsh hitting. Like, he isn't maybe the most complicated rapper, but he just sounds fucking proper. Like, my composition simply squashed a competition. Step up and get beat into submission, because this musician with the street intuition, 7385 fuel injected transmission. Like, it's just, it flows beautifully to me like that that is like art to my ears i don't know how better to describe it just the overall flows and the rhyming on this album i like it big l is just ridiculous i don't even know how else to describe it you know we already started his verse off a bit but he just keeps on going i like how he goes and shouts out his whole squad like peace to ditc show nag fat joe diamond d laura finesse and me i'm from the east coast is how we rolled in new york a bunch of ratty people holding a fort you know it's just like i like the the whole just like you can just tell that this is actually a squad of like names that count. Now, obviously, I don't know all the names that counted before I looked up how significant they all were on Wikipedia this week. But like now that I know that, it's like, <laughs> fuck, man, these guys are all powerhouses and shit rolling on through. And the AG's dope. Like, I like him because he kind of seems like one of the more grounded guys in the squad. Like, I don't I don't feel as I mean, I feel like he's cool to shit. But, like, again, he seems a little more grounded and a little, like, less... I don't know what, what, how, how am I trying to put this. When I say grounded, I mean, like, Big L sounds like some seriously uh, almost story-driven, like, over-the-top shit. Like, if Big L actually did all the shit he was describing, Big L would not be on the streets. Yeah. Whereas AG kind of sounds like he can stay on the streets with the way he rhymes. Just literally, you know? Like, uh, you better take me out quick because I'm accurate when I bust mine. I make it count like Jordan at crunch time just in case I play fishboard on double-up nines. You can never make a rain or stop my sunshine. Again, I know that starts out with gun blast, but that's like still saying, if you come at me, I'll end it quick. That's self-defense. That's yep. not going to put you in jail in the States. Uh, make it count like Jordan. Anyway, all that other shit. But it still flows proper. Like, take note of your technique. Like, we scheme on dimes. Disregard your crew. Fuck your heart. Put a slug in me. It'll be marriage till death do us part. Oui. It's just beautiful to me. The overall bluntness to this shit. The overall power of it. With the pen that's dramatic. Automatics that commit sins. Hold my head, but I've had it when I test chins. Ooh, it's good. It's really good. Lord Finesse starts rapping on that last verse. I'll be honest, um, of all the rappers, I feel like he was the one that was the least I remember what he sounds like when all was said and done, just compared to everybody else. Okay. But I also was left with, fuck, he sounds just as good as everybody else on this track. Um, everybody sounds proper. 
all the rhymes are fucking great there's like literally nothing here that's bad like even like lure finesse nothing less than colossal no sorry rap apostle lyrical type picasso kind of hostile nothing less than colossal you dig me like fossils be the cat with a groovy soul a lot of rappers out here acting like with no movie roles Whew. it's just good it's just like they real you not they special you not but they say it in ways that make me go i want to hear more of it and i kind of get how vapid modern day fucking hip-hop sounds and just when you thought it was done and i can get why maybe you felt it was long oc comes in and literally says the word feces in the very first line holding it down for the ditc folks stink like feces coming against raw dogs you lost waste anyway same shit it's fucking dope OC decides the law, motherfuckers. He's Congress, okay? That is a powerful statement to just enable your... Because if you believe in the power of visualization and shit, in, in a sense, if you say it, you can be it. And he just declared himself the U.S. fucking Congress, right? That's powerful. That's how good it is. And he banged your girl. Because it's always important to bang your girl in hip-hop. Um, I give yeah. this shit a five on five. This is a masterpiece and a half. This is, this is a good fucking song. Anyway, after we talked about how amazing we are, we follow up with fucking ladies. Hey, love. Take most of what I've said about how dope everybody is on this track, how amazing this fucking Lord Finesse beat is. I think it was his beat. It says produced by a genius, so I'm going to assume that means it's his beat. And now it's just about ladies. It's just fucking like it's the same exact thing. Like I only think of bras on two occasions when I'm blazing and try to persuade him to slide off with slick dialogue. We pop off a Betty, a bottle of Remy. Milano got plenty bottle. You know, it's the same shit. Only we rich, we fly, we squatting up, and we gonna fuck your girl. <laughs> fuck yep. the girls. I mean, literally, like get you a game tight on the exception. A freak when I get my sex on. Lick cheats when the thongs come off. Hell's yeah. Listen. When a lot of the more modern rappers like French Montana and shit talk about being a freak, to them it's like, I did it doggy, and that's kind of freaky. I smacked her bum, like, once. I pulled her. That's some amateur fucking freak shit. Nah, man, get right between the mash cheeks as I interpreted those lyrics. Now we're talking real freak shit. If you're gonna call yourself a freak... You gotta, you gotta be freaky with your lyrics, you know? Whipped cream with cherry haagen -Dazs. That's not freaky. That just sounds like a good time. Delicious. For starters, we take shots with Polaroids. <laughs> I guess that's not acceptable nowadays. Running Trizzy. That's a train. Call all my boys. That's when all of his boys are going to fuck the same girl. Just in case you needed the translations. Thanks. Um, anyway, it's just fucking good. I actually like, it's just exactly the same level of quality. <laughs> like I said, the subject matter changed. Um, Milano does the hook. When we walk up in the club, we look at Major. Hey, love. We pop puffs because we paid up. Hey, love. And it's not like it's anything special. Cuban Link, who I never heard of really before this, came in. And I agree that sex in the showers could be the best. But I'm not going to lie. In my experiences with it, it's a little bit clunky. And it highly depends on your height. Relative height differences. I feel like it makes a big impact in shower sex. Mm-hmm. Um, he wants a honey that fucking hours for beds. You know, that's that's a that's some harder shit to do in your thirties. Is all I'm trying to say. Um, I'm not the stranger to the game, so I'm throwing change up. My willy fingers trying to figure her out. I dig her style. I'ma find out what this chick is about. Fuck the foul chickens. I need money making honey. A playboy bunny that doesn't want nothing from me. I I believe 
like he just sounds a little bit of a selfish guy who just wants to fuck a lot of hot girls who are interested in the fact that he's rich but he doesn't actually but that doesn't want his money so he just wants a girl that'll worship him yeah and that's just the but she'll pay him understood that's fine i'm not trying to be a shit i'm just trying to have fun with this verse three has milano same type of shit um he just fucks i don't have a lot to comment on it it's just the same amount of dope shit um oh i did want to point out that he's while he's locking the jaws he's never cocking it raw he's not the aids types for blotches or sores he's getting paid right watch for them frauds so thank you for pointing out the importance of wearing a jimmy in your promiscuity mm-hmm. look you, you want to not wear a jimmy in your consensual i've been banging the same girl for years relationship go for that shit you want to do that shit in the casual it's just risky behavior just because they're sort of curing aids doesn't make it less risky behavior folks so i appreciate what hip-hop with their excessive pushing to promiscuity also points out the need for rubbers i give this song 4.5 it's fucking great yep um i like this one it sounds kind of eerie and it just kind of goes through like each of their like relationship relationships with like women um, and how they get ladies whenever they want them and what they do with them when they get them um and how they look so cool in the clubs and how they have money and so because of this they can basically like pick and choose whichever girl they want to take home um and like they basically just want like easy nice hot girls to like have sex with um and they have nice flows on this song and nice rhymes um and it's basically just like a song to get more girls like basically like fighting over them um because they only take like the best one like home so like you girls better like show us you're worth it and so it's like that kind of game um i mean i i think it's a really great song i think the sighing in like the song might get like annoying after a while but i also gave it a 4.5 i liked it all right why don't we move on to the next track on this album which okay when we're building a house you want to start off with the foundation <laughs> you know what album i really think this could have been on that would have made like perfect sense what that diamond d and showbiz did with this beat this could have been on that mace project this sounds exactly like a mace song in terms of the beat and the flow and everything like we did that one mace album his first one and when i was thinking about this every time it would come on i just started picturing mace rapping with that kind of flow that because if you think about like the hook of this track yeah it really to me feels i'm not saying anybody's biting anybody i'm just saying it made me think of that shit and then he just comes in like if you think about mace he vapidly rapped about excessive wealth and shit what do we get i like the finer things in life rings and bikes expensive ways first class trips seven day cruises honey don't trip excel class if you had heard whatever heard room fit so he just lists a bunch of shitty ones <laughs> you know like and i'm like yeah this this just really made me think of mace anyway uh, I really do like the feel, though. I like the vibe of it. it it's definitely, again, something where you just, like, it's hella smooth. Yep. It's hella flossy. It's got that, like, kind of, like, you just want your shoulders to, like, move. And I can't do it, but I want it to look, <laughs> like, cool and fly as I'm, like, popping through. I mean, Puff Daddy's about to appear in a fucking minute wearing some shiny shit to dance. Um <laughs> 
I like how OC starts this off with, I'm doing time in the rap game, sort of like a beard up north, all one and the same. My slang keep calm and steady, numbing your brain like substance abusing last for cocaine. I get you open, must I be poking two poles of blast for three people smoking? And it's just the idea of him, it's almost like his dedication to rap and his craft is like a prison sentence where he's got like no choice but to like pursue it or he's addicted to it the way drug users pursue it and, he, and just the result of it is how fucking good he is you know like and then i like when he like flips it like trade rhymes in for cash money i stash for the future treat more waste than peter luger so what's he saying he's rapping he's getting paid and he's fucking saving money he's not wasting it I don't know. It was really fun for me. AG comes in, same kind of shit. And I really liked how he starts off. My flow be sicker than yours. Okay. AG's sick. Got a sick flow. I'm, I'm not hating. Hoes bounce. Give me some more. Okay. He wants to fuck. Yeah. Want to rap with me? Then give me some dough. Want to track for me? Then give me some dough. I sport those type of flows that excite the hoes. So what he's saying here, it's by proxy he's pimping. I'm going to explain. So he has the kind of rhymes and shit that get people laid so in a sense he's like honey to the ladies so what he's saying is if you pay him financially he'll rap on your song which will get the honeys on your dick so he's your fucking pimp just wanted to throw it out there like that in case none of y'all caught that <laughs> I, I just rolled with it um but i really think that's fucking fly that's how you fucking prove your value and shit for some reason everybody and their brother thinks rappers should just work for free these days i mean literally montreal's music scene is full of everybody charging a rapper yeah like literally the only person who doesn't get paid is the rapper um anyway uh it, it's fine uh that's not really the point <laughs> <laughs> it's just stuff i think about sometimes still ag's fucking proper he flows amazingly lord finesse comes in he also flows really well maybe it's because again he's at the end of the song i have a lot of trouble remembering what he sounds like on this one but i also remember it being fucking fluid and tight i have the lyrics in front of me it's flossy it's nice it's got nothing to really comment on from my perspective but i don't want to take away from lord finesse's talent or anything he's equally as talented as everybody else he just keeps being at the end of longer songs i gave this one a 4.5 on 5 you'll notice that i've basically given everything a 4.5 or 5 and above i think it's safe for me to call this motherfucker a classic at this point because this shit is one of the more like from the first track you knew it was going to be a classic it's that <laughs> motherfucking good and it it I don't know how much I can stress that if you have not heard this project, listen to it. What do you think of this song? Um, I mean, this is basically a fun song for the ladies. Um, and they're just kind of like flossing. They're talking about all like the luxurious things that they're getting. And it just kind of like sounds like a happy sounding like hit song, like for like radio play even. Um, so like Mace. Yeah. And, you know, like nice flows, nice rhymes. Like they're just stacking dough. It's a fun song with a nice beat. I give this a 4.35. All right. Um, you want to talk about the next track? Champagne Thoughts. We can do it. Guess how many rappers are on this track? Mm, 17. You're incorrect. <laughs> this is just the OC. Is it OC? The OC? I don't know. You know what? I thought that was kind of cool. Like, we've gone through a lot of posse shits, and then we just got this stream of consciousness, aggressive, powerful flow that goes on the whole way through. Like, I feel like 
it's just shit on his mind that's just pouring out like strangers i don't trust people at the scenery so i can adjust once was a fool till i learned the rules the hard way peace by jukes i was shook got slept nowadays i'm keeping a step i know i'm not a gangster by any means but that describes my life i currently don't trust strangers because you learn not to i people out the scenery so i can adjust because i'm a fucking weirdo and it's hard for me to fit in a situation so i have to maybe it's not the same intent as him but it's true i used to be a fool and then i learned the rules and it was the hard way and that really applies to me as a person anyway so yeah i really relate to the straight off the jump i love it when i can completely relate to the fucking lyrics like that um but it's just proper like i'm in as well shit till i die till i'm till then i'm staying fly on the reg staying out of the red blood sweating with no tears fuck having fears you know it just flows it's just champagne thoughts man made the floss vanity or lust greed makes more let's stick at the bank and make off with it all pick up and start where the others left off and you just you just feel this like do or die attitude the whole way through this desire to just get what he needs to get and do what the fuck he's got to do and whatnot and it's just powerful you know you can just picture him wanting to get to that vip section to ball out and go home with the ladies and shit and just prove that he made it i really like this song i really like that beat i think it's Buckwild who did the beat i it is just one of my favorite songs on this album i mean he just I don't know, like, I don't know how to describe it, really. He just consistently, like, the whole thing is like a barrage of almost the same cadency flow. Like, it doesn't change a lot. But by the end of it, you're like, give me more. You almost got to, like, play it back again (laughs) because it's just perfectly put together. Every syllable is placed just right to, like, create an engagement because if you keep your pause a little too long or whatever, it can start to drown on. But nah, he's got this intensity to the way he's rapping where you can still feel this hunger and this passion like he's like a 17 year old just jumping onto the scene or some shit and i really love that feel so i gave that shit a five on five this song's fan fucking tastic yeah i i definitely agree i i really like this one it's really good um it sounds hard um and basically like sometimes you're on top and sometimes you get shot like this is sort of like the reality of things um and there's like these like high pitched like sirens um, kind of like going through it and like that's kind of it's like they're the cops are always after you like something's always coming after you like it's it's sort of like you can't stop and it's just I don't know it, it's it, it was interesting to listen to it um, and they're just doing what they can to to make money to get what they can you know while they're still alive um, and they're basically talking about like the sins like. Uh, greed and lust and things like that that are trying to like pull them in and how they go for that and like that's just you know their way of life um and i like this one it was very real it it felt um i don't know it was great i loved it i gave this a 4.75 all right so once upon a time there was a guy named big l and he taught us all what the slang meant why don't we talk about the primo mix of Ebonics? Let's. I mean, Ebonics is a song that came out. And then <laughs> this is the primo mix, which is the uh, lyrically, I believe it's the exactly same. the same thing. Mm-hmm. And it's over a beat that, I mean, I went back to the original. And I can't say I'm 100% sold on the original beat either. I don't know that I like either of the beats, like 100, 100. I don't even know which one I like better. But I think we can all agree that this 
lyrically is one of the flyest things to ever happen to hip-hop. Mm -hmm. Bonnie, you obviously know all about the song. And you guys probably already know all about it. But she did. I did a lyrical breakdown to this song. Of, like, the original version. Yeah. So, I mean, here's the thing about the lyrics of this track. I don't know what the fuck there is to really interpret, so it's amazing that you pulled that off. Because, like, the lyrics are like... <laughs> That's what the audience thought, too. <laughs> but weirdly enough, it was requested. Okay? That's the weird thing, right? So your audience just... Some audience requested it. So half the audience thinks we should do lyrical breakdowns of stories. And the other half of the audience, and it's pretty equal, like 50-50, thinks it's a stupid idea. So, like, audience, it's kind of hard sometimes. We're very confused. As far as the lyrics to this song, I mean, let's be real. His weed smoke is his lie. So if you were to describe your lie, you'd be describing weed smoke. A key, a kilo of coke is a pie so if somebody wants a pie that's the whole song and it's just dope man it's just dope the whole way like i like one of my favorites is mob deep i'd explain the meaning of shook that's just a great one but like honestly you know your apartment is your pad your old man is your dad the studio is the lab a heated is mad i know you like the way i'm freaking at it talk with slang and i'm gonna never stop speaking it that was so lame that was one of the lamest (laughs) things i've done on this podcast um but for real for real reals is hype is absolutely ridiculous i mean a deuce is a honey that's ugly and a chick that's finds a dime i mean everybody knows this shit now and thank you big l for making this and let's be real honkies all over the world absolutely appreciated this shit it's true yep this song's a 4.5 because i really fucking find the beat annoying Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, this is just like Big L talking about his slang and he's just breaking it down so that we can all understand what he's talking about in all of his songs. And probably like this is something that was like highly requested for like a lot of people like they were just like, I can't understand what you people are saying. Um, and so like probably at some point he was like, somebody was like, all right, fuck it. I'm just going to write a song that's just explaining what everything is so that everybody can get off our backs and understand what we're saying. And so, like, it, a lot of people probably really appreciated it. I know I did. Um, it's great. It's useful. It's educational. Thank you so much. Um, I gave it a 4.5 as well. I, it's a good song. All right. On that note, we can move on to one that isn't such a remix, and we will drop that shit heavy. Mm-hmm. So I fucked up and I started talking about the wrong song. So yes, we'll get back on track soon. This is not the right song in the right order. My bad. She, yeah. You know what I really like about this song? Tell me. It really changes up the fucking pace for a minute, right? I mean, up until this point, lyrically, and not to say it's poor or anything, but it's been a lot of the same. All of a sudden, we get this song about how the cops just do not want to see these motherfuckers win even when they're clean and legal and legit and shit Mm -hmm. and something i've said many many a time on this podcast now is uh you can't get through a fucking album without somebody pointing out how corrupt the fucking fibos are because pick a decade pick a city it's a real thing so maybe some statistical analysis person with algorithm should run the numbers on how many hip-hop albums have called out police brutality over the last 40 years maybe we'll see some 
you know, correlations. You could, you could use our videos to like help you out with that. I'm just saying, it's an idea if you happen to be good with stats. Um, anyway, like Big L starts us off. Like I drive up and down Harlem blocks, iced out watch, knots in my sauce. Cops think I'm selling Ross, pulling me over to see if I'm drunk, but I'm sober. They wouldn't fuck with me if I drove a Nova. Listen, Columba, you're mad because your money comes slow. And what you make in a year, I'll make in one show. Now you want to frisk me and search my ride. Call me all kind of names trying to hurt my pride. I'm like, that's one of the more really, like, simple and direct ways I've heard this shit described. Like, to the point, like, yo, I'm that innocent. Like, you're jealous. And you're just trying to insult me and hurt my ego because you're mad at my fucking success and shit. Mm -hmm. And it's like non offensive, you know? Like, I mean, it's kind of aggressive, but it's not offensive really in the sense. It's more fact driven. You're just mad because I'm a young cat, pockets dumb fat, talking about where to gun at. I've been there and done that. I'm through with that illegal life. I'm staying legit. I love to see his cars come cruising by and playing my shit. You know, I walk around with six thou without a pistol because my whole clique's wild. I'm rich, pal. No more sticks. I'm making hits now. And so it's just this idea like, yo, I'm completely clean and legit. And like more to the point, I'm obviously making money legitimately. Like as much as people can say whatever. Yeah. If you can hear people playing this dude's tracks and you can clearly see that he might be rich, but he's clearly got a rap career going on. It's pretty fucking racist and shit to come at it like that. Anyway. Yep. Fat Joe, like, comes in and does a similar thing, you know? Federals try to set me up, put me in cuffs, and crush what I lust into dust. Plus, they want a soul, but they know Big Joey Crack will never rat a cat that he know. And it's the same type of shit, you know? He stays legit. Shit is real. I used to steal, but now I own several businesses. So where's your witness that you claim to have saying that I'm taking half, extorting New York, and not paying tax? You know, like, I can't even go legit without motherfuckers trying to fabricate some bullshit and come at him and on top of that look at the bigger lesson these dudes is putting out maybe i did some bad shit in the past but now i'm making money on my music now i'm investing in businesses now i'm doing everything legitimate and proper why are you fucking with me mm -hmm. and this is an incredible song like i mean <laughs> i don't know i don't know what else to say about it it's just really fucking powerful um i don't know i gave it a five on five i thought it was really good um yeah i mean it's got like great people on it for sure um big pun krs1 they're both on this one holy shit did i do the wrong song i think i was talking about the wrong song i was talking about the wrong song holy shit That's i was talking saying. about the enemy and you were talking about the, fuck i fucked up everybody well we can talk about the enemy and then just go back to it yeah we're gonna we're gonna reverse the order a little bit see who's paying attention <laughs> maybe i'll fix this I, was like, I feel like adam takes the same thing out of that song that you did that, that's fair <laughs> um so that's the enemy um why don't we just finish up on the enemy now Holy okay key. Um, yeah, I am. So <laughs> it feels hard. Um, Big Al is basically talking about the cops pulling him over and how he's successful. But basically what you said, the cops think that he's a low life, that he's like a criminal, that he's like whatever, um, even though he doesn't sell drugs anymore. And um, like he's he's made it out of that game. Like he's he's successful and he's proud of it. And he he doesn't want to just necessarily be like put back into that box. But I think that he's kind of aware that he's going to 
always be put into that box by like the cops and by like people some people and like it's very unfortunate that they just can't like get away from like that like stigma or stig- stigmata stigma 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 is something else stigmata is the religious <laughs> symbols yeah. like bleeding from your hands yeah, and shit yeah um so yeah it's like sort of like no matter where he's at in life like people are still only going to see him in like that one way and it's un- it's very unfortunate um i thought it was very good i thought it was catchy um it was honest it was you know cops harassing black people is an ongoing issue um and it's not stopping uh and i feel like it's relatable because of that so i gave this for uh, 4.5 all right so i guess now we'll talk about drop it heavy yes let's we fucked that up i fucked that up mm-hmm. big l sounds like sorry big pun <laughs> Big Pun sounds like he's gonna fucking die in the middle of this song. I know. It's I mean, so I, I don't mean that. I don't know if that's a disrespectful thing to say or whatever, but like every single time he breathes in, he's like, <laughs> it's awful. It's like all I can hear every single time. Like it wasn't quite so bad on the last track. Uh, on this one, it's pretty bad. But I wasn't expecting KRS One because they don't put fucking features on this. Since I guess it's a collective, and I guess he's from New York. I just comes in and I literally just finished this motherfucker, which you can't see the title of, but it's the gospel of hip hop written by KRS one. And that is a verbose fucking book. Like he is a wordy dude. <laughs> like he's the kind of guy that will literally be like, get with me now. I spit rap. I represent peace and knowledge, but I will contradict that. Click a clap clap. You don't want to battle me. You want to scatter away. I battle Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Wait, let me check the schedule again. Saturday. Now, I know he's not going to battle on Sunday because Sundays is rest day and shit. <laughs> anyway, um, I just thought that was fucking crazy how he just somehow wraps up the days of the week but makes it fucking sound okay. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't sound bad. Nope. It sounds fine. Um, he goes on through and he just has this energy and like this like you just feel him like you really don't want to fuck with him and he just fits into this project and he's just as lyrical you know but he also has like his like it almost sounds like he breaks the fourth wall a bit i don't know if i'm describing that right he's like you know yeah you kicked the raw rhymes but your show and flow that's all mine oh silly me i I call on my lyrical ability like there's just something about the way he does it that just seems like he's Almost like that wasn't breaking the fourth wall. I know. I don't know how to describe it properly. Okay. It's more like he's just so fucking like self-aware of what you're gonna say that he's almost like writing both ends of a conversation in himself. And so in that regard, it's kind of in the in like the ballpark of breaking the fourth wall. Okay. All right. I'll be in like the soccer field. That's fine. He's gonna bring it to your buttocks. Okay. With enough Glocks. So he's going to stick a Glock wow. up the hole of your buttocks. Oh, please don't. And then uh, Big Pun comes in, and it's just fucking proper. I mean, in terms of what he's saying. Like, yo, my squad is honored. They like Elijah Muhammad, but I'm God retired. Ain't no righteousness in its heart of violence. Hard as a diamond, but I'm in the rough. Listen up. <gasps> if you ever seen your defense, <laughs> you can bet it's in the cuffs. Ain't no snitching us, bitching. <gasps> I mean, like... It's- it's, it's worse of, than that. It's, it's worse than that. It's it's like every couple of lines because, I mean, you're breathing and shit. And yeah. I mean, I've heard people comment on how you can hear his breathing in the later part of his life in, just because of his size and shit. Yeah. But, like, you really, 
You really feel it. Like, I feel like his, like, lungs were being, like, suffocated. Which is why when he's saying shit, like, you're getting closer to death, Reaper's got a hold on your breath, you're going straight to hell, and, and you sell your soul for your flesh, you was posing a threat, now, now you're frozen to bed. Minutes ago, you was popping shit, holding your dick. I'm just like, yo, that's like, you know, like, okay. So, I mean, it's kind of creepy because in a sense how he kind of dies right before like this album comes out and it was related to shit like his size and whatnot and here you can hear his breathing and wheezing and shit he's struggling so i mean that was like heavy but meanwhile the rhyme is fucking great and it's a really good verse it was heavy was it drop it heavy um and then ag comes in and just i enjoyed his verse as well Mm -hmm. um it don't take a lot for you to go there's a lot that you should know like i rot the future flow i can't be stopped refuse to go and still great show dug in the milk crate so we labeled as cream plus my vocals now we able to gleam so it's like you know we getting paid off our shit everybody's fly um i don't know i really enjoyed this song um i all of them seem to be just fucking good so this one is another five on five really fucking great i mean i you might you might be like you can it might take a minute for you to get past big pun's breathing but i actually like his rhyming enough to get past his breathing yeah i mean it's a great song and they're great and like they're having you know krs one and big pun are on this one so you're like great more greats and it's just like when you listen to like Big Pun though, like I, like his, like it's just, it's his breathing. It's just so distracting, and yeah. Anyways, so we all know how that ended, but um, yeah. So anyways, it it was it was unfortunate, and that's it. Um, one of the lyrics that uh, I liked that um, AG said was dug in the milk crates. So we labeled this cream plus my vocals. Now we up to, you know, now we able to gleam. You already said this one, but I liked it. I feel like it summed them up and I feel like it's, um, you know, like this is what they do. They're making the music. Then, then they made their money and like, and with their, you know, because of their like creativity and like their talents and their vocal skills, they're able to like live like this like glamorous, glamorous, gleaming lifestyle. So I feel like it kind of like evolves like into like what they've become. So I thought that that was cool and I liked AG. He was good, not bad. Um, I gave this a 4.25. It was, it was good. And like, because there was like, you know, obviously like negatives, um, unfortunately, but it was still a good song. All right. We'll stand strong, even if we take some criticism for the breathing comments. So, to be clear, the Joe who sings out, I don't want to be a player, is not the fat Joe. And that's what's being referenced in that set. Because remember, we did that album. Okay. And we learned that that Joe was not fat Joe. And we had that whole conversation together. Oh, right. And then on this project, as we're listening, it's not on Big L's verse. It's Lord Finesse. And holy shit, I remembered him. This was it. This was the verse that stuck out to me. I be that underworld don't certify as bond. The apartment is John and nice swans. By all means, my theme is to gross the cream like Joe. I don't want to be a player. I'll just coach the team. I was like, oh, that's true. I, I like where you're coming from, Lord Finesse. I, I'd i rather coach the team, too. I mean, I'm 31. My my desire to be the player, fuck that shit. I want to collect. You know, like, I would love to build the roster of people with energy and then to build up the team. 
Can you relate? I'm after ill papes like Bill Gates. I'm like, this motherfucker's making cool references. For all the Trump references that didn't age very well post-2016, a Bill Gates reference might not have aged well in the 90s, but certainly makes you look good in 2019. Don't flip <laughs> drugs, just a slick thug that gets love. Damn, it's just fucking proper. I, I just wanted to show you that I cared about Lord Finesse too. Uh, Big L, I mean... Do we have to talk about how dope he is again? Of mm. course we do, because he's right here. It's just the same level of shit. I don't have a lot to comment on his lyrics here. He's just got the same kind of sick flow. He's the kind of rapper where if you really like his voice, it's kind of like DMX. I could listen to DMX say fucking anything. I'll admit not all of his songs are as good as all of his other songs, but I don't care because he's that, he's that fun to listen to to me. But Big L's even more fun because Big L didn't have the part where he fell off, so it's just fire. Um, I don't know. Really dope. Uh, you know, the chorus is nice. Everybody's standing strong. Even in a time of crisis, when our man passed on, we still march on. And then I'm like, oh, it clicked what that was talking about. That was the same Big L. And he had passed and dignified, walking with our heads up high, soldiers till the day that we die, rest assured. And honestly, you hear these two tight verses, and then you realize, like, that chorus is shouting out their fallen homie and shit. And that the response is, we're going to keep at it. We're going to march on. We're going to be proper. This is like, and considering how, how has death happened, that's a really dignified fucking response. That's all I'm trying to say. Um, and then AG kind of comes in, you know, now y'all bite like termites, we'll shine like torchlights, burn mics, truth is, and better off mics, get raw like GD, um, uh, ma- uh, mics of all types, four mics ain't enough, just where a flush is a clutch, you know. Rolls on through, everybody's gonna be fucking killing it in terms of the rhyming. I'm still kind of sad over the chorus. That's what happened to me. I was really sad over the chorus at this point. OC's verse is still fucking great. Everybody's flossing and everybody's fucking killing it. And, you know, the digging into crates crew like really shines. I just, I really enjoyed this one. Um, I give it a 4.5. It's a really powerful track, all things considered. I mean, it's all. I'd say the verses are kind of on pace with all the other 4.5s on this album, but that hook is special. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's sort of just dealing with, like, hard people kind of on the streets and, like, how to handle it and, like, that kind of lifestyle and that no matter what happens to to not give up, don't stop, like, don't, you know, keep going. Um, and I think it could be, like, you know, that they're talking about lots of different things, um, you know, that they're saying, like, you know, whether it's, like, the streets or, like, the government or, like, the cops or just, like, overall, like, discrimination. Like, they like they don't succumb to it and, like, you shouldn't either, um, like, you know, and e- even or especially when, like, one of their, like, brothers gets, like, killed or, like, one of their, like, you know, like, very good friends gets killed. Um, it's, it's a good, it's a very good, you know, message and strong message, um, you know, to continue and to, like, you know, you're stronger together and you can continue on the fight and, like, be resilient that way. So I gave it a 4.5. All right. Well, it's Monday. <laughs> and it's not a weekend night. Sadly, no. My first thought was, well, Lindell... Here's an AG uh, showbiz and AG song. That was my first song. <laughs> and then he starts off and he lights a Bic. It's good to know people are still using Bics. I know Bic's been around since like fucking World War One or whatever. And the Dutch, it gets lit. So a Dutch 
is a marijuana joint. It's a cigar hollowed up. I know what a fucking Dutch is. It's a blunt, okay? <laughs> Blood I spit like you bust my shit. Will it never happen? I'm forever rapping. I clap him and dead him. Send him home packing for acting the back. Black sin ease the pain just like tenacting. I don't know what that means. Honey is fine as fuck. And she brought the Mac in. Guess what? Next up, she turned assassin. Listen, a lot of rappers want to be like the hero and shit in the story. AG's fly enough to get a fly enough girl that'll kill you. AG's girl will kill you. He doesn't have to do it. All I'm saying is AG fucks with the type of lady I'd want to fuck with. Somebody willing to pull the guy too. Um, anyway. <laughs> okay. I, I like this track a lot. Yes, I think dear. it's got like a fun fucking flow to it. You wouldn't pull you wouldn't pull the guy, that's what I'm hearing? No, I guess not, eh? Um, it was a weekend. If it me off enough. If it was a weekend night, <laughs> I might. It's chilling, burners in the bushes, and the Lexus spilling, blunts getting blades, mad chicks is tripping. Get your dirt on. It's just a fun, grimy, like, yo, we having a good night, and everything's all fucking fun, and it's a little bit intense. And it's really fun. And it sounds like they get up to some wild shit, but they're ready for it. I think it's a cool, like, break from some of the more like serious shit and it kind of has a bit more of like uh not a fully on there but more of like a storytelling painting a picture kind of vibe which is not something we've gotten as a whole lot of on this project so i thought that was again something nice to add to it um overall i mean it's fucking proper ag can wrap his fucking ass off so it's a 4.5 on 5 to me um yeah i mean this one definitely sounds old school it's very like interesting like the beat like like right away like as soon as you hear it it's like oh that's different um and it for me like this one wasn't necessarily my favorite um and i think that this is just sort of like what all these guys get up to on the weekends and like that's pretty much what it is and i'm guessing that this is supposed to be like like the party song on like the album i guess but for me like it just didn't really like I didn't feel this one. First um, of all. Like, it just felt like The okay. May song was the party song. Wow, okay. The <laughs> foundation, I think. Anyway. Well, yeah. Anyways, I gave it a 3.9. It wasn't my favorite, but it was... I mean, 3.9 is, is almost a 4, so it's okay. I, like, never give shit under 4. I've, I've given, like, three songs uh, under a 4 in, like, the last year. La-ti-da. Because I like, I like to find the best I music. I've also been criticized for grading shit way too high, so I get it. I get it. I get it. It's fine. I like to be like a hard ball. All right. You want to move on <laughs> to the next one? Is that what I'm hearing? Yes. You want to get on to that yeah. thick of yeah. it remix. <laughs> <clears throat> and you don't stop. So now we're on this song. It's called Thick. AG starts us off with we on a world tour with Midnight Marauders and such. And that's pretty cool because, oh, we already had this conversation. That's almost how we started the last one. Yep. Okay, so this is the same track, like, lyrically, in the sense of the annoying, thick singing girl part, all of it. All of it's so the same. So when you say it's the same thing lyrically, do you mean it's the same thing lyrically? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know why you did that. You're being rude. <laughs> That's what I'm hearing here. Um, so, anyway, it's it's fun to listen to the rhymes again. But gosh darn it, is this not as good of a beat, man? Like, the other beat to me was fucking stellar and shit and remember i was like this is a five except for the chorus and all that crap that was like way earlier on in the podcast now i'm here and it's incredible man the same lyrics the same general song composure and i'm like yeah this shit's a 4.25 it's the same dope track 
with a way less fun beat to me so the rhyming and shit still carries it i mean it's hard to not hear big l come on and not feel like it's fire but like damn did i really just not enjoy this version of the beat um all right i mean this one i mean obviously it's like the same thing and again this one definitely sounds more like of the times again like very like late 90s like 2000 like it definitely has that like and i think especially because of like this rock wilder mix or whatever like it definitely has it on this one even more so than the other one and um i don't know i felt like it sounded more like well-rounded um i i like this one it's i mean obviously it's the same thing um but it sounded cool to me. I think I'm getting. I think I gave it even a higher grade than the last one. I gave this a four point four. What? <laughs> Instead of yeah, I think, the other one I, gave, I think I gave it a four point two five. But hey, Rude. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> That's fine. So Tenacious D wrote this amazing song, and part of the lyrics were like, "This is not the greatest song in the world. No, this is just a tribute. This is a sad song, and I think it's a really." fitting and honorable way to end this project right so they're like fallen comrade i mean it's about big l's passing and they're like tribute to him um like oc's verse he's just remembering how it was on valentine's day because mr l passed away on the 15th which is the day after valentine's day and you know miss is getting ready to party and big l calls him and he ignores it and now he's thinking like man i just should have like answered and i didn't and that would have been our last chat and i missed it and i'm sorry dog you know like that's like what the point of this verse is and it's just fucking powerful right like how how can you not listen to something like that and immediately get hit in the feels and be like fuck i mean ag's verse it's the same shit man now what's the deal dog this tune got me zoning so i can't build long because it feel wrong so i dedicate this to make it right rep you to death so it's flamboyant for life you know i mean flamboyant being his label and shit and it was just it's just kind of what it is it's just like then we almost pouring our hearts out to him like he even got to see big l brocket in japan like everyone was popping and shit and it just fucking happens you know and then as i understand it lord finesse is a lot closer to big l than them and it starts it off i know you hear us l i don't know how much you can be taken by one man i'll steal my grandmother in a five-month span i assure you i remember lord finesse on this song uh, i thought we'd both live to see the golden years drinking beers on the sidewalk and folding chairs and just playing chess in the park shit like that like it's just so it's just so sad you know like he was so excited when he signed his deal and all this other shit and it just kind of ends with, you know, they ain't no, but I knew you'll forever be Big L Corleone, Mr. MVP, feel me. I'm like, sometimes you hear these tribute songs and like, you're, you're kind of calling bullshit. I'm, I'm, we're not talking about those songs, so I can say it about those songs now. But I can tell you one thing. Like I said earlier, Big L gets us views. <laughs> like, not a lot gets us views, I can tell you that much. <laughs> But that guy really is Mr. MVP. I remember consistently from being young, everyone said flat out, if Big L had not died, he would have been. Shady never would have succeeded compared to Big L. Is usually what came with it. I don't know if that's 100% true, but mostly because Eminem was still going to be white. But like, (laughs) ultimately this track is like just... 
it just it hits you and it's sad and it's it's really like a really beautiful tribute over like this dark and heavy beat and whatnot so i give it a 4.5 it's a really great song yeah um i mean obviously this one's slower um you know it's talking about like big l and you know how he passed away in 1999 um and it's obviously like sadder sounding and there's like a piano involved so like you know I'm all about piano, but this is like kind of like a sadder piano, um, and basically just like just discussing about like his his pal um, that you know who passed away and kind of how he feels about it, and it's 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 sad, and he he gives like nice like expressions and like talks about him like fondly and everything like that, so like that's always nice. Um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely not, like, my favorite, just because it is, like, obviously, like, a downer, but obviously with reason. Um, so I, I gave this a four. Um, it's it's good. It's not, um, yeah, I mean, it's a tribute. It's it's sad. Yeah, so on that depressing-ass note, <laughs> that's the end of our album review. Yeah. Uh, where we talked about the Digging in the Crates cruise album, DITC, which stands for Digging in the Crates. Um, I absolutely fucking love this album. It is a 4.65 on 5 to me. I I mean, every song that's not a bad remix of the original is absolutely fucking stellar. Like, stellar. I mean... It's got Big L, Big Pun, Fat Joe. Apparently, AG and OC are both fucking ridiculously mm-hmm. dope. Apparently, Lord Finesse is dope. KRS-One I mean, makes an appearance. This album it's, is, like, super-powered. <laughs> like, like it's if, just, you're, if you're from New York and you haven't listened to this... But even, like, check then, like, I'm just picturing, like, who was considered a dope-ass rapper for, like, at least the people who knew about rap back in, like, 06 when YouTube came out and I was discovering music. And, like, every one of these names is on that list. Yeah. And I'm like, man, this is, like, a fucking... And the thing is, is, like, you listen to this project and I don't think anything but the remixes had flaws. Like, it's all beautiful. It's all, like, top-tier, next-level shit. What I'm trying to say is, if you have not heard this project, go listen to this project. And then go listen to Homicide by Logic featuring Eminem and tell me what's dope. That's all I'm trying to say. I don't really like that song, but I really, really love this album. So I wanted to hear what y'all thought. What about you? Um, I I mean, I liked it. It was good. And it's it's got good quality. It's got good quality and it has good quantity because it has... A lot of good people and I appreciate that um, like there's not really one that like stood out as being like less good than the others like there's obviously ones that stand out as being like distinguished and like distinguishable and like great but there are other greats as well on here so um, anyways I liked it I gave this a 4.35 on 5 so it's 87 percent for me, that goes down as a classic. It's it's great, and for something that I had never heard of, and yet it still featured like so many artists that I did hear of um, or have heard of, um, I was impressed. I'm like, does where did this album come from? You know, like, New York. I know it came from New York, but like, I feel like it just Lindell. No, I know, but. It, I feel like nobody like talks answers. about it. Like nobody. Yeah, because everybody's too busy complaining about how real hip hop don't exist. <laughs> 
I'm not. I'm like, not I feel lying. Like I've just never it's heard not about an exaggeration. this like, ever. But I mean, again, that's... people are too busy hating on Cardi B to even go look at good shit. Mm. True. Anyway, Cardi B's dope. Uh, so I guess that's our review. Uh, I definitely want to hear what you guys have to think in the comments. I want to hear your, your experiences. Like, yo, when y'all tell us stories about going to the concerts or buying the albums or for those of you who know people personally and the great things they do and shit, like, I just love hearing about it. Like, for me, it's like my regular life isn't a software development company. It's boring as shit. Nobody likes rap music. So, like, this is it. You guys are my, like, music friends. Um, so if you make that effort to comment... I'll 100% make that effort to answer you. Sometimes, even within five minutes, if I'm at my computer. That's yep. no lie. You can ask a couple of people who might even attest to that. Um, still, uh, definitely want to hear what you have to think. Special thanks to the patrons. Ismail Gadamsey, Chris Prado, DJ Black Hurricane, Linda Williams, and Jonathan Barnes. I think I got everybody. I think I, I think so. They support what we do. They're fucking dope. They helped us get a new camera. They support us in a more direct way. They get access to content early sometimes. Most, well, when we're good with it, not always good with it. Uh, they get to tell us what albums to review. And as you can see, we sometimes fuck it up like this review, but it ends up being a good thing after all. So next week is Lindell's review as we actually do a Showbiz and AG album, Runaway Slave. And then in a couple of weeks, it's going to be Jonathan Barnes. And three weeks after that, it'll be Ismail. It's keep being something. And then it'll be, uh, you know, DJ Black Hurricane. And then we're going to keep cycling through until um, somebody else joins and then we'll work from there so yeah if you don't care about that and you're still watching you're the fucking best so can you hit that subscribe button and that like button and come please it'll help us so much to make the youtube overlords so happy with us subservient content creators um i dropped a project recently i make rap music myself so see i have to contribute to the culture that's important you know documenting and reviews is contributing anyway you can check out what i do uh, it's on this channel, it's on Spotify, it's on Bandcamp. They got some links in the description, or you can click on the channel. Um, yeah, on that note, it's getting late. Uh, hopefully our neighbors aren't mad, and we'll catch y'all next time with another review. Bye, guys!